Greetings, saints of God. This is Pastor Monty Lester. And once again, we welcome you to the Cedar Grove Church, where the word of God is going forth with power and authority. We thank God for you today. And I want to say that you're not here by accident. You're here by divine providence because the spirit of the Lord has something that he would like to say and to share with you on this day. So I want to encourage you today. Uh, this is a word of encouragement. I'm getting ready to start a new sermon series uh, based on Psalms 107, where it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And as we go into this Thanksgiving season, this month of, of November, where we're known for celebrating Thanksgiving, I want to let you know that Thanksgiving is not about a turkey on the table. Uh, I'm, Thanksgiving is where we celebrate the one who has provided the table. We celebrate our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We just thank him for the good, his goodness, his grace, and his mercy. And I tell you what, uh, we don't have to wait until uh, the last Thursday of the month. We can give God praise today. Yes, Lord, we thank him right now for all that he has done and all that he's faithful to do in the earth. So we're grateful to God. Thank God for you coming in. Thank God for you sharing. And let me just encourage you today. Let's participate in some electronic evangelism. If you know somebody who needs a word of encouragement, if you know somebody who just needs a word from heaven, why don't you like, tag, and share. Share this. Yes, Lord, send it out so that somebody somewhere will be encouraged. Somebody will be strengthened because God has something that he wants to say today, and you don't want to miss this sermon. You want to be a part of what God is doing today. Hallelujah. As we go through this Thanksgiving season. Uh, so we thank you today. Speaking of thankfulness, I thank God uh, that this church is still doing ministry, even in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, thank God for our electronic evangelism and how we're uh, our Bible study. We're in the midst of Financial Peace University, and we thank God for Minister Will Lambert and all of our leaders and all of our participants uh, that are participating online. Yes, Lord, how God is using technology in this season to still share the word. God is doing great things. So again, we thank him for all of those that serve behind the scenes, all of those that are doing everything on a weekly basis. We thank God. Uh, speaking of thankfulness, too, we thank God for all of you who have contributed, who have sown your time, your talent, your time, your time, your time, your talent, and your treasure. That's what I was going to say. Your time, yes, your talent and your treasure into the ministry and the kingdom of God. I want to let you know that Cedar Grove is good ground. I'll say that again. Cedar Grove is good ground. We are blessing. Uh, we're still ministering. We're still meeting the needs of the masses. So well, even right now, I know the, the offering video has gone forth previously, but I want to encourage you that if you haven't already given uh, to take time now to text to give. Yes, Lord, to pull up your church center app uh, to sow. If there was ever a time that we needed to sow into good ground, if there was ever a time that we need to trust God uh, for his provision as well as his protection, the time is now. He tells us in Malachi 3 that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake as a consequence of us giving our tithe and our offering. So continue to be faithful. Continue to be faithful. Yes, Lord, God didn't give anybody everything, but he gave everybody something. Yes, Lord, and as you sow into this into our, our corner of the kingdom. Yes, we're still using it to bless. We're still helping uh, the old as well as the young. Yes, Lord, we're still meeting the needs of God's people. And I'm grateful to God for this opportunity to be a good steward of what he's given unto us. Yes, Lord, and we pray God's blessings upon each and every one of you that as you sow, as you trust God during this season, he promised that he will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out such blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. And I want to let you know there is a word from heaven that I would love to share with you today. I want to call your attention to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk, yes, Lord, I used to call it Habakkuk. Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 3, 
uh, verses 17 and 18. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. And I'm sharing from the King James translation today. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. And when you have it, please say, I got it. Amen. Amen. Say it louder so you can wake up that neighbor of yours that's sleeping. Yes, Lord. Say, I got it. Hallelujah. We're grateful. Amen. Uh, the King James, King James translation of the Word of God uh, reads as follows, beginning at verse number 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18 says, Yet mm, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. But I'd like to use for a thought coming from that 18th verse there. It says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Today, the Lord and I want to minister from the subject, yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we praise you. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. And Lord, we're rejoicing. We're so glad in it. Lord, we thank you for every provision that you've provided to allow this moment in time to take place. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you for all that you continue to do in the earth in lives of the believers, oh God. And now, Lord, we pray that you would take me, your servant, hide me behind your cross. Let no flesh be seen. Let your word and your word alone be glorified. Use this message to minister, to lift, to strengthen, to remind and encourage that you are still God. We thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way in this place. It's in the marvelous, matchless, and mighty name of Jesus we do pray. Somebody loves him, shout amen. 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 Somebody shout, yet... I will rejoice. Hallelujah. Uh, Thanksgiving is defined as gratitude towards God, generally in respect and response to God's create concrete acts in history. Let me say that again. Thanksgiving is defined as gratitude directed towards God, is generally in response to God's concrete acts in history. Thanksgiving. We're talking about Thanksgiving this month. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said it this way in Psalms 92, verses 1 and 2, that it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy God, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. It's here that the psalmist is talking about the motive, the manner, the music, and the moment of Thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, the motive, the manner, the music and the moment of Thanksgiving. He's talking about the motive of Thanksgiving. Uh, the reason why that we should give Thanksgiving is because God is good. Hallelujah. That's enough right there. Amen. Because God is good. Yes, Lord. He works all things together for our good, our motive for Thanksgiving. He goes on to talk about the manner of Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Uh, to express it to give it, to proclaim it. Yes, Lord, you ought to tell him that he's good. It's one thing to think God is good, but it's another thing to, to express it. Yes, Lord, it's one thing to know that you love your wife or your children, but it's a totally different thing to express it, the motive uh, and the manner. But also he talks about the music in this uh, 92nd Psalm. He said, you know what? I will sing, 
Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I will sing. In other words, I don't need an organ. I don't need a tambourine. All I need is breath in my body. Yes, Lord, I will sing that God is good. As a matter of fact, all you need is breath. Hallelujah. Because the psalmist goes on to say, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, the motive for giving thanks, the manner of giving thanks, the music and giving thanks. And then he says, even the moment, Psalms 92 uh, verses 1 and 2 is talking about the moment to give thanks. He said, thou show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Uh, in other words, the moment that you should give thanks is every morning and every night. Yes, Lord. In other words, every time I get up, every time I lay down, every time God gives us another day. Yes, Lord, that's another chance. That's another opportunity for us to give thanks. Yes, the motive, the manner, the music, and the moment to give thanks. As a matter of fact, David put it this way in Psalms 31. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. As a matter of fact, this is your part. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Do you understand it's a good thing to give thanks? And what I've learned is that when you are giving thanks, it's hard to complain and rejoice at the same time. If you're in a situation that's becoming difficult, yes, Lord, I want to recommend to you that you should bless the Lord. Yes, Lord. Go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and start counting your blessings. Go ahead and thank him for what he's already done. Because when you know that he's already made a way, yes, Lord, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, that he'll do it again. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about today. So we're talking about giving thanks, yet I will rejoice. Well, that brings me to my text this, this morning, hallelujah, because here in this third chapter of the book of Habakkuk, uh, verses 17 and 18, uh, what the prophet, this minor prophet with this major message, he's saying that, you know what, he's rejoicing anyway. He's uh, saying, I will rejoice in the Lord. He's rejoicing during difficult days. Yes, this prophet is saying he's rejoicing during difficult days. He says it right here in verse number 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off, Lord have mercy, from the field, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Difficult days, y'all. He says, yet mm, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He's rejoicing during difficult days. And let me just say this, my brothers and my sisters. Uh, at times, it seems that everything around you is collapsing. Talking about difficult days. Uh, endeavors you invested in may fail. People whom you've ministered to may disappoint you. The, the business or career that you worked so hard to build may crumble. But I, the point I want to make today is these times, as difficult as they are, are opportunities to stop and examining what's truly important to you. Amen. This is a time to truly examine what's important. Hallelujah. And uh, as we look at even 2020, hallelujah, we're, we're living through some difficult days. Uh, do I have any help in the house? Yes, yes. Uh, in 2020, we uh, are dealing with some difficult days. Uh, in 2020, every time we turn on the news, yes, it, we still hear 
uh, challenging news. We hear about the pandemic and the impact that it's made on our economy. We hear about deaths and this, this disease. Yes, Lord, we hear about the economy being down. We hear about people losing jobs. Hallelujah. We hear about uh, so many different things uh, in these difficult days. Even in, uh, as we turn on the news, even nature seems to be complaining about what's going on. Yes, we hear about hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. They're, they're even using Greek letters uh, to name the hurricanes. We, we hear uh, of, of floods as well as fires. Yes, uh, the West Coast is on fire. Does anybody believe that we're living during some difficult days? Well, I want to let you know I got good news today because even though the days may be difficult, hallelujah, although it may be cloudy on the outside, I want to let you know the sun is still shining. Amen. That God is still on the throne and he still gives us a reason to be thankful that we can rejoice even in difficult days, uh, because the prophet Habakkuk, that's what he's talking about right here in this text, that, that even though uh, times that being as difficult as they are, uh, that we have an opportunity to stop and examine what's truly important, hallelujah, that we can understand that God is on the throne and that he has a way of working all things together for the good of those who love him, for the call according to his purpose. And I want to introduce to some and present to others a minor prophet with a major message, a prophet named Habakkuk, yes, uh, a prophet named Habakkuk, because at the time of the text, Yes, Lord, he was living through some difficult days. Yes, Lord. And, and what I've learned from as I was talking to the Lord and he was talking back to me, yes, that this prophet, uh, this minor prophet that we don't have much information on, this minor prophet that we need the table of contents to even find out where his, his message lies. Hallelujah. Uh, There's some things that we can learn from Habakkuk today. Amen. Can we go deeper? Hallelujah. Uh, this minor prophet was having a crucial conversation with God. Yes, he was having a crucial conversation with God. Uh, in chapters, it's only three chapters of his book, chapter one, two, and three. And when Habakkuk comes up on the scene, uh, he's praying unto God. As a matter of fact, he's ventilating vertically about the injustices that he's, experiences, that he's experiencing, and God's seemingly slow response. Hmm. Uh, he's complaining, he's praying about the injustices that he's experiencing, and God's seemingly slow response. Yes, Lord, uh, uh, he's talking back to God, and as you know, as you talk to God, do you know God will talk back to you? Hallelujah. He has a way of talking back to you. So in uh, Habakkuk chapter 1, he's ventilating vertically, and the prophet was perplexed. Uh, he was asking the question, why does God permit injustice to occur? I think that's a good question today. Amen. Why does God permit injustice to occur? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The prophet was praying. As, as a matter of fact, he was protesting. He, he was crying out to God uh, for deliverance from the violence that the children of Israel were experiencing during the day. Uh, deliverance from the violence as well as the iniquity and injustice. Hallelujah. And believe it or not, even in uh, Habakkuk chapter 1, uh, uh, verse number 5, although the things were bad then, the reply that God gave him, Lord have mercy, that is getting ready to go from bad to worse. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Sometimes we pray and, uh, and uh, we think we're going to get a good response, but sometimes God will let you know, yes, Lord, that things are going from bad to worse. 
But what I like about the prophet and this uh, minor prophet, yes, Lord, that he didn't stop there. Hallelujah. Amen. He continued to talk to God. And as he talked to God, hallelujah, he said, Lord, that's not a good answer. Amen. Uh, I'm needing to hear from you because we're in a bad situation. We're living during difficult days. And as he continued to pray unto God, God gave him a second response. And, and he was letting them know that trouble don't last always. He was letting them know that there are times that he will use cruel people. He'll use um, cruel, cruel, cruel people and as cruel injustice, uh, instruments to bring justice upon God's people. There are times when he will allow certain things to happen. But, but as he continued to pray, uh, I believe his prayer went to, from praying to praising. Amen. Because he prayed in verse chapter number one, and then he prayed in chapter number two. And that's when God gave him another vision. Amen. That's where we get those famous words from that famous song where it says, write the vision. Yeah, chapter 2, verse number 2, and make it plain. Yes, Lord, that they may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he let us know that, you know what, even though it may seem bad right now, the God I serve in his own time, yeah, he said he will step in. He will show up. He will show out, and he will deliver his people. And he said, although it may seem like it's uh, a coming late, hallelujah, he said, wait for it, because in the end it shall speak, and it will not lie. So this prophet, he went from praying, he went to praising. Amen. Hallelujah. He was praising. So by the time that we get to verse number three, uh, chapter number three, yes, Lord, uh, he's now giving a psalm of confidence uh, in the response and the revelation that he received from God. And he, now in this 18th verse there, he's in 17th verse there, he said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vines, uh, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no fruit. Uh, uh, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall, even though that you're dealing with difficult days. Because I've heard from heaven, yes, he said, I yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yes, Lord. He went from praying to praising. Hallelujah. And I just want to let you know today that as you, uh, there's a benefit of praising God. There's a benefit in rejoicing. There's a benefit in just uh, uh, giving God thanks. Hallelujah. That, that even though we're going through difficult times, yes, Lord, as we praise God, as, as we give him the honor, as we give him the glory, as he gives him the praise, yes, Lord, I want to let you know it, that we can learn some things from this prophet today, this minor prophet, because he has a major message. He, he lets us know that we can have some benefits. There are benefits in rejoicing. Amen. Can we go deeper today? Hallelujah. Because as, I, as we look through the text and what the prophet Habakkuk is, is explaining today, Habakkuk, yes, Lord, he's explaining here in this third chapter, hallelujah, the benefits of rejoicing. And the first benefit that I want to uh, lift up to you that I've learned from the text today is, number one, is that we can rest in your relationship with the source instead of the resource. Let me say that again. Uh, what we learn is that you can rest in your relationship with the source instead of the resource. Amen. Amen. Does anybody know that God is the source of everything that we, uh, that we have? Amen. My Bible tells me in Psalm 24 that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein, for he has established it upon the floods. Yes, Lord, God owns everything. As a matter of fact, the psalmist goes on to say that uh, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. 
If he was hungry, he wouldn't tell you. Uh, and because of that, we can re rest in our relationship with the source and instead of the resource. Because believe it or not, I believe some people get it mixed up today. Uh, I, I believe that some people get it mixed up. We, we look at the resources, uh, but we often forget about the source. Amen? Uh, and Habakkuk, what he's saying that is he witnessed the collapse of most, uh, of most of the things that mattered most to him. He, he witnessed the collapse of the things that mattered most to him. Yet through the loss, failure, and disappointment, he was able to distinguish what was precious and priceless and permanent to him uh, versus what was temporary and transitory. Amen. Uh, he understood that what was precious, priceless, and permanent was his relationship with the source. Amen. That God would supply all his need according to his riches and glory. Yes, Lord. He was able to rest in the relationship with the source. Yes. Uh, he came to the point where he could sincerely say that even if everything else around him failed, he could still rejoice in God. Yes, Lord. He said, if the fig tree bore no fruit, uh, if the fine uh, produced no grapes, if the flocks and the herds stopped reproducing, guess what? He said he would still praise God. Yes, yes, Lord. He would still praise God. Yes. Uh, in other words, his, his praise may not come as easily uh, as he watched everything fall short of his expectation, but he would praise God nonetheless. In other words, he had a hallelujah anyhow type praise, yeah, uh, that regardless of what else was going on, yes, Lord, he understood that he had a relationship uh, with his heavenly father, and, and he knew that his God would still come through. He may not come when he wanted him, but he knew that he was always on time. He had a hallelujah anyhow attitude, yes, Lord. He said, yet I will Rejoice. And that's how I was prayerfully pursuing the Lord as it relates to what he would share and say to the saints on this Sunday. Hallelujah. Uh, he brought me and he took he brought back my remembrance of the old deacon's prayer. And some of you have been around the Baptist church for a long time. You know, you know uh, the old deacon's prayer. Uh, as a matter of fact, you remember and knew the words of what he was going to pray even before he grabbed the microphone. Yes, Lord. Uh, and, uh, 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 he would he would say some things like, you know what? Uh, 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 we thank God uh, that for waking me up this morning, for starting me on my way. He, he would thank God for having food on his table. Yeah, uh, thank God for a reasonable portion of, of health and strength. You remember the old deacon's prayer? Yeah, uh, talking about, yes, Lord, thanking him for being enclosed in his right mind. I still don't know what that word enclosed means. As a matter of fact, spell check just tore that all the pieces. Yes, Lord. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, his subject and verb might not agree. Yes, Lord. His grammar might not be correct. Hallelujah. But he had the right heart. He had the right heart as it relates to uh, uh, what was going on. Uh, the old deacons, the old church had, had an attitude of gratitude. Yes, Lord, uh, 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 a gratitude for the simple things in life. And although, again, uh, uh, his subject and verb may not agree, although his grammar not, may not be right, I believe he had the right attitude. Amen. He had an attitude of gratitude. Uh, uh, back then, they didn't have much education, may not have had much money, may not have had uh, many material things, uh, but they did have a relationship with the Lord. And I believe sometimes I, or sometimes I wonder if we've lost some things along the way. 
because now we got clothes made by folks who he can't even pronounce their names, amen, and definitely can't spell, hallelujah. We got TVs in every room hanging on the walls. We got more channels than we can count. We got cable, yes, Lord. Now we have a traffic jam in our driveway, yeah. We go into our closet and don't know what we're going to wear, hallelujah, yes, Lord. Got so much food in the refrigerator that sometimes we have to throw it away before we can eat it. Uh, and even in the midst of all the stuff that we have, uh, we got more stuff, but we got less of him. Uh, and what Habakkuk is telling us today, yes, Lord, we need to have an attitude of gratitude. We can rest in our relationship with the source instead of the resources. Amen. Because even if the resources fall out, we understand that our God, he will step in. Lord, have mercy. Does anybody know God will step in? Yes, Lord. Even if the cattle are not there, hallelujah, even if the fig doesn't produce what it's supposed to prove, uh, let me walk down your street. Even if your 401k doesn't produce like you wanted to, even if you don't get the raise on the job that you have, even if you lose the job that you have. Does anybody know that your job may go out, but the God I serve will step in? Yes, Lord. God said, I will supply all your need according to your riches and glory. Yes, Lord. And though I may not drive, hmm, a great big Cadillac. Hallelujah. Do you understand that you can still be thankful uh, for what you got? Yes, Lord. And because of that, yeah, yet I will rejoice. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, because of that, you can still have the attitude that yet I will rejoice. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, yes, because God promised that he will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. And all the fig tree may not blossom, neither shall there be any fruit in the vines. Uh, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. Uh, uh, the flock shall be cut off from the fold. Uh, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Verse 18 says, yet mm, I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. In other words, you can rest in your relationship with the source uh, instead of in the resource. Amen. Because if you got the source, yeah, uh, he'll give you the resources. Do I have a witness in the building? Uh, number two, Hallelujah. Not only can you rest in your relationship with the source, hallelujah, uh, when you rejoice, yes, the benefit of uh, rejoicing, uh, it helps you remember God's past faithfulness. It helps you remember God's past faithfulness. Hallelujah. Uh, here we are. Uh, um, the Bible says that Habakkuk could not make the fig trees produce fruit. Uh, he could not control their productivity of the flocks and the herds. He could not control, but he could control his response to God. And in the midst of it all, he chose, yeah, to praise the Lord. Yeah, yet I will rejoice. Yeah, uh, uh, there's some things that he couldn't control, uh, but there was one thing that he could. Uh, and Habakkuk, yes, this minor prophet with this major message, yes, he's, he chose to praise the Lord. Uh, do you see, do things seem to fall apart? around you, uh, you can still praise God. Uh, your praise for him does not depend on the success of your endeavors, but on God's nature and his love and faithfulness to you. And I want to let you know, my brothers and sisters, that you can ask God to help you look past your current worldly concerns uh, to understand the reasons you have to praise him. In other words, what you need to do is control what you can. But trust God for what you can. <laughs> I like that coming out of my mouth. Let me say that again. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, in the midst of all of this, you should control what you can, uh, but trust God for what you can. 
uh, uh, because in the midst of all this, you need to understand uh, uh, as you rejoice in the Lord that God will help you remember his faithfulness in the past. As a matter of fact, this is not the first time uh, uh, that you've gone through a pandemic. Uh, this is not the first time that you've gone through a storm. Uh, this is not the first time that God has trusted you with trouble. Uh, but I want to let you know that as you rejoice, yes, uh, as you continue to pray unto God and give him thanks for the things being as well as they are, uh, what I've learned is God will help you remember his faithfulness in the past. And, and uh, my Bible tells me in Hebrews 13 that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if he did it back then, guess what? He will do it again. Yeah, he can remember his faithfulness in the past. Do do you remember, yeah, Habakkuk was talking as he was preaching here and as he was proclaiming. He started going down memory lane, yeah, uh, because the, uh, the things look bad in his current predicament. But he remembered how God was faithful in the past. Uh, does anybody remember how God has been faithful to you in the past? Uh, Habakkuk was remembering Moses, yes, Lord, and how he brought him uh, through the Red Sea. God, Habakkuk was remembering Joshua and how he brought him through the Jordan River, yes, Lord. Uh, Habakkuk, yes, Lord, I, I believe the disciples picked up on what he was saying. Yeah, because even when the disciples were in the storm uh, and God woke up from the boat one night while on the boat and spoke peace even into the storm. And do you know that the same God that looked out for Moses, uh, the same God that looked out for Joshua, uh, the same God that took care of the disciples, guess what? He'll take care of you too. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, if you remember God, uh, while you're rejoicing, it helps you remember uh, God's faithfulness in the past. And, and, and as uh, Habakkuk was faced with uh, current challenges, uh, he was faced with what the Chaldeans was getting ready to do. Yeah. Uh, the Chaldeans, yeah. Uh, in, in chapter 2, it talks about, uh, uh, excuse me, in chapter 1, it talks about uh, a group of people that God was getting ready to use as for uh, an evil set of folk uh, that God was going to use uh, to bring judgment on God's people. Yes, uh, he was concerned about that. And he was saying, you know what, Lord, are you going to use such an evil, uh, uh, powerful uh, swift people to bring judgment on your people? And he said, yes, uh, yes, I will, but it is just for a little while. <laughs> yes, Lord, but if you turn to me, if you call on my name, uh, if you know how to praise as well as pray, uh, guess what? He said he will turn that situation around. And that's what I learned about the Lord. Yes, Lord, he will turn our situation around. Uh, so in the midst of that, yes, Lord, the benefits of rejoicing, God lets us know that we can rest in your relationship with the source. Uh, number two, that you can remember God's past faithfulness. And number three, as I get ready to take my seat, hallelujah, you can receive strength during your current crises. Yes, uh, number three, receive strength during your current crises. I'm in verse number 19. Yes, Lord, uh, uh, because the prophet made the choice to rejoice. And then as a consequence of that, he said in verse 19, the Lord God is uh, my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. Uh, he will make me walk upon mine high places. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Uh, he said, the Lord is, verse 19, my strength. As a matter of fact, he could have just stopped that the Lord is. <laughs> Does anybody know the Lord is? Uh, the Lord is, and you can fill in the blank. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, David said in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. 
uh, uh, I shall not want. Does anybody know that the Lord is? And, and what I've learned is that when you make the choice to rejoice, when, when you have an attitude that's uh, uh, a yet praise or a yet I will rejoice attitude, uh, God reminds you uh, and God helps you receive strength during your current crises. Yes, Lord, he gives you strength. Does anybody remember Paul? Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 10, uh, when he had gone through the abundance of revelation, when God had been so good to him uh, that the messenger from Satan was given uh, a thorn in his flesh. And although he prayed, just like Habakkuk did, uh, that uh, he would remove the thorn, um, uh, after he prayed unto God three times, he got an answer that was not appealing to him at first. Because uh, God told him in verse number 9, he said unto me that my grace... Yeah, it's sufficient. In other words, I'm not going to remove the thorn, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to shower you with my grace. Uh, uh, does anybody know the Lord is gracious today? Yes. Uh, but this is what I love about the Lord. He says he will receive strength during your time, during your current crises. Yes, Lord. Uh, for my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength, there it is, is made perfect in your weakness. Uh, there are times in our life, my brothers and sisters, yes, Lord, that, that we're not strong. Uh, there are times in our lives when we don't have the strength uh, to overcome the enemy. We don't have the, our, own, the, our own power to overcome what we're facing. But even when we're weak, <laughs> the God I serve, he's strong. Yeah, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in thy weakness. Amen. Uh, he'll give you restraint. You can receive strength during your current crises. And Paul went on to say, most gladly, therefore, I will glory in infirmities, uh, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, in infirmities. Uh, I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in necessities. I take pleasure in persecutions. I take pleasure uh, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, yeah, then I am strong. Yes, Lord. In other words, Paul understood the fact that he could receive strength during his current crises. Yes, Lord. And I think Paul may have been hitchhiking on what Habakkuk was saying here, that even in the midst of all of this, when, when things may be beyond your control, yes, Lord, yet I will rejoice uh, in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation, for the Lord God is my strength. Does anybody know that God is your strength today? Yeah. Uh, that even when you're weak, that God is your strength. Yeah. Uh, the point is, I can trust in his strength even when I'm weak. Yeah, I, I can put confidence in my father. In other words, you can put it all in his hands. Yeah, you don't have to be strong because his hands are strong. Yes, Lord, he has the whole world in his hands, and he can handle whatever you, you trust him with. Yes, it, the Lord is my strength. Uh, uh, he will show up, and he will show out uh, because you have confidence in in the Father. And speaking of confidence in the Father, I, I have one example that I want to share with you today. As a matter of fact, confidence in the Father. Uh, uh, I want to, uh, as, as I get ready to close today, I want to talk about confidence in the Father. Yes, Lord. Uh, I want to bring my wife to the stand today uh, because my wife is the poster child of what it means to be a daddy's girl. Amen. Uh, confidence in the Father. Yes, Lord. Uh, in times of trouble, uh, uh, major or minor. Yeah, my wife has confidence in her daddy. 
As a matter of fact, uh, uh, she has so much confidence in her. I, I remember the first time that I, I witnessed this. Yes, uh, it was during the time that we were planning our wedding. And, and, and somehow, some way, yes, Lord, our original budget uh, uh, exceeded, we exceeded our original budget by three times the original amount. Lord have mercy. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. We sent out 120 invitations, but we kept on going to the mailbox and we had about 400 guests that was coming to our wedding. Yes. In other words, the guests were inviting guests. Yeah. They were doing plus six when they were RSVPing. Uh, and, and what I noticed is that my my wife, yeah, my fiance at the time, uh, uh, she learned, she showed me what it means to have confidence in her father because although uh, it exceeded our resources, uh, it exceeded what we were able to do, uh, she told me then, I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, in other words, uh, she said, I'm going to call my daddy, she had confidence in her father because she knew that when he showed up, yeah, when, when Mr. Lawrence showed up, yeah, she knew that it was handled, amen. And throughout our marriage, I've learned that whenever he shows up, yeah, a good father, yeah, it is handled, yeah. He comes over to the house even to this day uh, to, to help me because I'm not, you know, I'm not too good with uh, some things. I'm not, I, I know my lane and I try to stay in it, but what's not my lane, you know what? I know when to call for some help. But he helps us hang curtains. Uh, he helps us put up mirrors. Uh, he helps us fix things around the house. Yes, Lord. And uh, and even when he comes over now, you know what? I, I'm not the most handy, but guess what? I, I'll hold the flashlight for him. You know, I'll help him out where I can. I, I'll go get the toolbox. But, but I just want to let you know today that she has confidence in the Father that when he shows up, yeah, uh, she knows that it is handled. And I want to let you know today, this is the same way with our Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. For David said it this way, for in the time of trouble, yes, Lord, that he will hide me. Does anybody know that our Heavenly Father thinks of us the same way? Hallelujah. That he is a good, good father and that we're loved by him. Yes, Lord. And that we can put it all in his hands. Yes, Lord. Uh, and because of that, uh, we can rejoice in the fact that the Lord God is my strength. Yeah. Uh, does anybody know that God will strengthen you even in your weak times? Yes, Lord. And as a consequence of that, we can give God a yet praise. Uh, uh, though the fig may not bear fruit, yes, uh, uh, though the uh, the things may not be going uh, as we desire to go, there, uh, the field shall not bring no meat. Yes, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord, hallelujah, and the God of my salvation, because we can put it all in his hands. Uh, uh, we can go ahead and praise him because we understand that even if we're weak, yeah, that our God is strong. Does anybody know that? Uh, has anybody got to the point in your life where you're able to give God a yet praise? Uh, if Job was here today, hallelujah, he was saying, though you slay me, yeah, Job 13 and 15, yet will I trust him all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. Does anybody gotten to the point where you can give God a yet praise? Uh, because if you understand that it's his strength uh, that's made perfect in your weakness, hallelujah, you don't have to wait until the battle is over. Uh, you can shout right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, Paul put it this way, uh, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, let your moderation be known unto all men that the Lord is at hand. Uh, does anybody know that God, his strength is made perfect in your weakness? Hallelujah. You can receive strength even during your current crisis. Yes, all you got to do is trust him for one thing and trust him for all. As a matter of fact, David put it this way in Psalm 27. He said, the Lord is my light 
and my salvation. Uh, whom shall I fear? Here it is. The Lord is the strength of my life. Uh, of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, uh, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell, uh, and the host should rise up against me, and this will I be confident. Here it is. One thing have I uh, asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Here it is. For in the time of trouble, yeah, during my difficult days, uh, in the time of trouble, yes, Lord, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in, in the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up on a rock, yeah, and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. And therefore, here it is, I will offer uh, in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Uh, and I don't believe anybody needs to let David beat us today. Hallelujah. You can sing praises unto the Lord, even in the time of trouble, because when you're doing that, it reminds us that we can be down, yeah, but we're not done. Yes, Lord. Wait on the Lord, he says in verse 14, and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's good news today. That's good news today, because even in the midst of things going as they are, uh, even in the midst of situations where uh, we don't know what uh, tomorrow is going to bring, even in times like these, when every time we turn on the news, uh, the COVID-19 numbers get higher, every time we turn on the news, yes, Lord, we hear of uh, disaster after disaster after disaster, uh, jobs going out, we're losing people that we love, Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And, and even nature is testifying to uh, the tough times that we're having. Hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And by the time we recover from one hurricane, here we have another one. And then you have floods on one coast, and then you have fires on the other. That even nature is saying, you know what, the fig is not growing. Uh, there are no herds in, in the field. Hallelujah, and, and, the, and, and the grapes are not producing on the vine. But even in the midst of all of that, uh, the Habakkuk tells us today that yet mm, I will rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah, I will rejoice in the Lord. I, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah, because we understand, hallelujah, we, we're not putting our confidence on the things that we see. Hallelujah. We're not rest. We're resting in relationship with the source instead of the resource. Yes, uh, we're resting in our relationship with the source and not, and not the resource. Number two, we're remembering God's past faithfulness. Yes, even in times when we failed in the past, in times when things didn't go as we desired them to in the past. Hallelujah. He's still the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the God that did it back then. Oh, the God that did it during the last downturn of the economy. The God that stepped in the last time the jobs went out. The God that stepped in the last time sickness struck our body. Hallelujah. He's still healing. He's still restoring. He's still bring, giving you brand new life, new life abundantly. And as a consequence of rejoicing, it reminds us and helps us remember God's faithfulness in the past. And not only that, uh, as we rejoice, the third benefit is we can receive strength during our current crises. Hallelujah, we can receive strength during our current crises. Yes, Lord, I don't care, I don't know what's gonna happen uh, in our current crises, amen?
This is a, a situation where we have an election that's coming up on this Tuesday, and we don't know who uh, is going to win. We don't know if it's the candidate that we're voting for or the candidate that we're voting against. Hallelujah. But what I've learned today is that we can rejoice in the Lord. Always. Uh, we can rejoice in the Lord. And regardless of what uh, is going on in the White House, regardless of what's going on in the House of Representatives, regardless of what's going on in the Senate, guess what? I'm not putting my trust uh, in the government. I'm putting my trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, and I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will rejoice in the God of my salvation because he takes care of everything. He owns it all, and as you, if, as you trust in him, hallelujah, he does what no other God can do. Uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. And you don't even have to wait until the battle is over. You don't have to wait until Thanksgiving to get here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can make the choice to rejoice right now. Uh, Habakkuk told us today, yes, Lord, that I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. Because uh, the Lord God, he is my strength. Uh, and he will make my feet like hindsight. He'll put you on a firm foundation. He'll pick you up. He'll give you strength, even during your current crises. And then you'll look back over your life and just wonder, Lord, how did I make it through this situation? God is good today. He's worthy of honor, glory, and praise. So you don't have to wait until Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, while you're at home in your house right now, yeah, you don't even have to wait until you get back to the sanctuary. Go ahead and give him a praise. Yeah, this is your part right here. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth even in the midst of everything that's going on. Yet, I will rejoice. The word of God for the people of God and the people of God did say, amen. Give God some praise today. Hallelujah. We praise God for you. We thank him and we're trusting him even in the midst of everything that's going on. Hallelujah. Though there may not be any figs on the vine, hallelujah, there may not be any cattle on the stall, but Habakkuk told us today that yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The word of God for the people of God. The people of God did say, amen. God bless you, and may he forever keep you is our prayer. Greetings, saints of God. We welcome you back to the Cypress Sanctuary of the Cedar Grove Church, where we're getting ready to take communion, taking on the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if there was ever a time that we needed to cover our homes and cover our children, the time is now with the pandemic and plague that has um, proclaimed so many lives and impacted so many situations in our, in our country, in our cities, uh, and even in our churches. We need to be covered by the blood of Christ. But I'm grateful to God today that the blood still works. I'm grateful to God today that the blood has never lost its power. So what we've done is I, I brought my house today, amen, to, to come into the sanctuary those uh, my children that are saved, those that have already received Christ as their personal Savior. Yes, Lord, to come and we're going to take on the body and the blood of Christ. They're back in school now, y'all. Amen. And they're going to classrooms and all that good stuff. And, and we need to plead the blood of Jesus. And I want to let you know today that still power in the blood, even from the first Passover, back in the book of Exodus, yes, Lord, where the death angel was running through the land of, of Egypt, the Bible said that they caught, uh, they slayed a lamb and, 
uh, uh, they caught the blood in a basin and they smeared the blood on the doorpost of the home. Uh, and the Bible says that uh, where he did not see the blood, uh, where the homes that were not covered by the blood of the lamb, uh, that death was going to reign and slay the firstborn of every household. But uh, he said, where I see the blood, yeah. Uh, he said he was going to pass over. And I want to let you know today that God is still passing over. Yes, uh, the blood still works. He's still protecting. He's still keeping us even in the midst of everything that's going on. So we're getting ready to take on the blood and the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, the lamb that hung, led, and died for our sins, the lamb whose blood protects us, and not only that, the blood that cleanses us from all sins and saves us, saves our souls. So we're going to take on the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we want to encourage you too. Yeah, get your children. Yeah, I'm giving you time. Get your children. Hallelujah. Get your elements. Uh, uh, if you don't have formal uh, crackers and juice, hallelujah, just get something. Get some bread. Yeah, some rich crackers or whatever crackers you have and get some type of juice. Yes, Lord. We're getting ready to ask God's blessings upon it. Hallelujah. And then uh, we're going to share it and take on the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Hallelujah. On the same night that Jesus was, was uh, betrayed, he called his 12 disciples up into a large upper room, fully furnished and prepared, and instituted the ordinances of taking on the body and the blood of our Savior. And he told his disciples that uh, this is my body, which is broken for you. Yes, take and eat, eat ye all of it, yes. And he also took uh, blood, water, wine, and poured it into a basin. Yes, Lord, and ask. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask God's blessings upon this bread and this wine. Hallelujah, as we commune with him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who hung, bled, and died for the remission of our sins. We thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Lord God, we thank you that the blood that was shed back then is still powerful enough to cleanse us from sin. It's still powerful enough to protect us from plagues. So Lord, now we ask that you would take this bread, uh, take this wine. Uh, we ask your blessings upon it to change it from a carnal use to a spiritual use as we commune with you. We thank you now. It's in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. On the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he uh, called his 12 disciples into a large upper room, and he, after he has asked God's blessings upon the bread, he broke it, and he blessed it, and he gave it to his disciples. Yes, and he told them, yeah, that this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat, eat you all of this. And as you eat it, you do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Likewise, he, he took the cup. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant blood that is shed for the remission of sins. He said, take and drink. Drink ye all of this. Do this in remembrance of me. And he let them know that as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show forth my death, my burial, and my resurrection until I come again. 
And he's reminding us on a daily basis in 2020 that he is coming again. He's on his way back. But where, we're, where I see the blood, where we're covered with the blood, hallelujah, he will cover us, he'll protect us, he'll provide for us, he'll even give us peace, even in the midst of the pandemic. The word of God for the people of God, and the people of God did say, amen, amen, amen. God bless you and may forever keep you is our prayer.